guys, this is Fran from the Educators Room, and thank you for joining our five-day Live Your Best Teacher Life um, webinar. We are so excited to have everybody. We are going to be making five videos, short videos, 15 to 20 minutes, um, where we go over how teachers can live their best lives. Um, we really want people to know that this is for new teachers, teachers who have taught less than three years, and also teachers who are needing something just to get them to make it to the end. Um, so some of the things that we're going to cover for this five-day challenge is that we're going to talk about teacher burnout, you know, the infamous teacher burnout, how to deal with it, how to get over it, how to use it to your advantage for something more. Um, we're also going to talk about how to get your organization together. As I remember being a new teacher and just being totally unorganized and staying until 7 o'clock every night in the classroom and not getting anything done. So we're going to talk about how do you organize yourself to get to be effective. We're also going to talk about confronting negativity. I mean, how many of us as teachers have, have been shot by the negativity bug? So as a new teacher, how do you live your best teacher life while trying to get over the negativity and get through it and be a positive person? And then we're also going to talk about finding your teacher tribe. Who are those people in your teaching life that you can't live without, who feed your soul, and who make you a better professional? And last but not least, we're going to talk about what do you do next. So the way this challenge is designed is that you don't have to pay anything. All you have to do is listen. You can leave your chats right here. You can chat us. Um, each and every time uh, and then any questions you have you can put them in the notes but we're gonna the challenge is going to be that every night you have homework not homework that you have to go out and buy something and do something extra but homework that you can put on your phone homework you can type out really quickly just some things that you should do in order to get to the next stage of your um, best life right so before we start I want to go over who I am I'm Fran Warren and I am the chief strategist behind the educators room and one of the things that um, I've been a teacher for the last 17 years I've been an English teacher I've been an instructional coach I've been district personnel and I've been a coordinator um, so all these things have given me um, this knowledge to help new teachers so that they stay in the profession Right now, in the teaching profession, one in five teachers at a high poverty school, they feel unprepared in teaching. And 8% of teachers leave the field every single day. And if we keep losing really good teachers, we're going to end up in a crisis. In some states, we're there. If you go to Arizona, if you go to some of these states, um, North Carolina, where teacher pay is low, teacher morale is low, then you're going to see that you're in a crisis now. Um, and if you go to other states, kind of up north where the pay is better, they have unions, you're going to find teachers are happier. Um, so one of the things that we want to talk about today is the issue of teacher burnout. And teacher burnout is something that's near and dear to my heart because as a new teacher, I went through teacher burnout. I started teaching when I was 22, and I was teaching 17-year-old kids, um, really adults. I was teaching them, and I was finding that as I was teaching them, I was giving them my all, but I was leaving every day completely depleted of anything positive. And so by December, I was burnt out. I was ready to like, this is it, I can't do it. So one of the things that we know is that teacher burnout is caused by a variety of things. Most teachers say, I have an unsupportive administrator, um, my content has changed, I'm not really confident in delivering it to peop other people. Um, some people cite the low pay. 
Um, some people just feel like teachers are just beat up all the time. And all of these things are true. And if you're a new teacher going through this, then you are just in the midst of trying to, how do I get through it all? So the first thing I want to tell you guys is that teacher burnout is normal. It is normal. Every teacher goes through it. And as a new teacher, it's critical for you to understand that. I was just speaking to a new teacher a week ago before Bright, and she was saying, I feel like such a failure. You know, my team doesn't listen to me. I'm barely hanging on. And I looked at her and I said, it's December. It's your second year teaching. You're supposed to feel like this. This is a profession that will beat you up chew you out, I mean, bites, chew you out, spit you out, and you will totally be just filling in the dumps. So it's normal, everybody goes through it. I don't care if you're teaching at a high poverty school, a high performing school, at a rural school, at a suburban school, at a school in the middle of the city, everybody goes through degrees of teacher burnout. But the first thing that you need to know is that it's normal. You're gonna go through it, you're gonna experience it, and guess what? There's the other side of teacher burnout. A couple of years ago, um, me and a group of teachers wrote a book about, you know, how do you survive teacher burnout? And I'll put the link in here um, for you guys to read. But one of the things that people kept saying was, how do I get over it? Like, how do I know that it's normal? Well, I like to use this quote by Zig Ziglar, and he talks about, you know, your attitude, not your aptitude, determines your alt altitude. Your attitude, not your aptitude, determines your altitude. So that's a lot. So one of the things that I take from that is that we know we're going to go through burnout. You know teaching is hard. You know that there's going to be days that you hate your job. But if you don't possess the right attitude, you can never get over the hump. I remember teaching and my two uh, mentor teachers were veteran teachers. One had taught like 10, 15 years. The other one had taught about seven years. And one of the things that I took from them was that when I would go to them with a problem, they would listen to me, they would let me vent, and then they would say, okay, so what's the solution? And if I couldn't say what the solution was, they would say, okay, so this is what I think you should do. And even though it seems small to them, Shout out to Ms. Black, shout out to Ms. Brantley, they know who they are. Um, it was huge for me because I felt like it validated everything that I was going for. So one of the first things that you probably need to know, and this is part of living your best teacher life, and this is why we're doing the five-day um, webinar series on this, is that you can't be a perfect teacher, period. You cannot be a perfect teacher. And there's a lot of us who feel like, oh my God, they go on Pinterest, they go on Instagram, they see all these teachers doing these great things. And as a new teacher, you feel like a failure if you're not doing the same thing. So I'm here to tell you right now that you can't be the perfect teacher. It's impossible. And really, you don't get your groove until about year five or year six. So when you know this, you gotta stop comparing yourself to people on social media who make teaching look easy and everything looks perfect and their rooms look perfect and their kids look perfect and you're sitting here with 30 kids who barely want to bring a pencil to class. So that's the first thing is that you can't be the perfect teacher. Knowing that you can't be the perfect teacher, it's really important for you to have a mentor, whether somebody in your building, whether it's somebody in your teacher prep program, whether it's somebody in your family, whether it's somebody online, who can guide you into what worked for them so that you can see if it works for you. So one of the things that I completely discourage new teachers to do is to compare themselves. Well, such and such has a quiet class. Why don't I have a quiet class? Because what worked for them may not have worked, may not be what works for you.
So you have to get over the myth that, hey, I, I need to be a perfect teacher. Everything has to be right. There's going to be times when your administrator comes in and they're going to not like what you're doing. The important thing is for you to be reflective and for you to understand that, hey, maybe I didn't do this well, but I could probably do this really, really well. Another thing that I think that um, the myth of the perfect teacher is when we go on Pinterest and we see all these perfect rooms and all these perfect activities and we say, oh, I want to try this. And you try it and it fails and you're like, oh, my God, like, how am I going to like, I'm such a failure. So the first thing that I say is as you are teaching, it's fine to get on Pinterest. It's fine to get on Instagram and look at things, but take those things with a grain of salt and pick things that are good for your students to do. Um, this is a hard thing for teachers because it's in our DNA that we want to be perfect. We want things to work out. We want things to, to fit. We want things to do this. And one of the things that I've noticed is, is that that type of personality where we always want to be winning or we always want to do the right thing sometimes that bites us in the butt when you're working with live humans little humans and you're trying to get them to do this activity and this just not the day for it so you have to go in every day knowing you're not the perfect teacher but one of the things that i live by is the one percent to infinity and that basically means that every day that I get up as an educator, every day that I get up in front of other people's kids, I try to be 1% better than the day before. So for example, when I was a teacher, I taught English um, and I had 17 year olds. And if you know anything about 17 year olds, I was 22, no student wanted to listen to me. So my first feat was, how do I even get them to read the content that, they, that, that I'm teaching? And so I had to think of things that they liked and I had to find books that they would be engaged in. Um, they liked the crucible, but they only liked the crucible when I said, Hey guys, it's lots of sex, violence, lies. You know, I had to hook them into the book and then they were like, Oh yeah, let's read it. So you have to do what's best for you and what works for you. And if you go with the 1% till infinity, then you will gradually get better. Which goes to my next point. So we talk about 1% better, but what happens if nothing is going your way? Nothing is happening as a new teacher. You are struggling on how to even, like, how to even take attendance in the first 15 minutes. One of the things I like to tell new teachers is that what's your goal? Like, what's your end of the year goal in June or May? What can you say you want to accomplish? So for my students, when I was teaching, um, I was an English teacher. I wanted them to be able to write. I wanted them to be able to write at least a full essay by the time they left my class. I wanted them to do other things, but I felt like if I could just get them to write a full essay, everything else will kind of go together. So one of the things that I had to do, if that was my year-long goal, I looked at the 10 months that they were in school, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, and I said, each month, what are we going to do? And so the first month was just, let's look, let's read, let's dissect essays that I think are good essays. Why are they good? Let's talk about them. How are they structured? How do they connect through here? And then the second month, it might be, okay, guys, we're going to work on this. We're going to write work on an opening. How do, you introduct, how do you write an introduction to an essay? The next three months might be, how do you support claims in an essay? The next month might be, Okay, how do you write a conclusion? The next month after that might be, okay, after everything we've learned, how do you put it together? It's really simplistic, but it's something that I think new teachers take for granted. Right now, on December 26th, 
What do you hope for your kids to have mastered in the next five to six months? Once you have that written down, then go through and break it out by month. And then after you've broken it out by month, break it out by week. And for some new teachers, you're going to have to break it out by day. And that's okay. But you have to be working towards a goal. And a lot of people will say, well, I already have goals. I have, you know, this many kids need to make it, need to be um, proficient in my class for my third grade class. That's fine as a goal. But how are you going to get there? What does it look like? What specifics do you need? And I think that that is critical for new teachers. Um, one of the things that, one of the reasons why we wanted to do this five-day Live Your Best Teacher Life webinar series is because we get a lot of new teachers under three years experience and we also get a lot of veteran teachers who are just swimming in negativity they're swimming in doubt and they are just struggling to even show up to work so number one let's go back you can't be perfect and that's okay point two is that you have to have goals. And one of the things that, you know, of course you have to have your professional goals. Sometimes your school gives it to you. Sometimes you give it to yourself. But you also, on the flip side of that, you need to have personal goals. Because one of the things that I've noticed as teachers, um, when I've coached teachers, I've worked with teachers, they'll put a thousand percent into what's supposed to happen in the classroom, but they don't do the same for themselves. Hence, you have a lot of teachers who are doing excellent at teaching they're you know they're moving through it they're doing the work but their personal lives are falling apart so just like you have a goal for academically you need to have a goal emotionally a goal um emotionally personally for yourself it might be that hey this year by the end of the school i want to be able to run a half marathon i say that because that's what i'm working on right now or you might say by the end of the year i want to have this many learning credits, or I want to get into a master's program, or I want to do this. Whatever that you want to do, you need to have your professional goal, but I also encourage you as new teachers to have your goal for yourself, your personal goal, um, because you can put a thousand percent into teaching, but if you're not taking care of yourself on the other side, then you're going to run into a lot of problems that can be avoided, okay? So again, new teachers, Five days. This webinar is meant to talk about things five days in five days that we know that you're going through and that you need help with. So also another thing that I want to talk to you guys about is that, you know, teacher burnout is the big overarching thing for today. But teacher burnout is something that a lot of new teachers, they don't get a chance to talk to other professionals about. You know, they talk about it with their friends. Um, they they read about it, they hear about it on the internet, but they don't really sit down with other teachers in their building and say, hey, did you go through teacher burnout? What did you do? How did you get over it? What do you think? And so one of the things that we like to tell people going through teacher burnout is that number one, everybody's burnout is different. There are some people who go through burnout and they leave the profession and that is fine for them. There are other people who have burnout and they're able to, whether it's relationships with their colleagues, with their students, with their family, they're able to see the other side and they're able to stay. So for burnout, one of the things that we encourage is that you've got to talk about it. You've got to say, hey, I'm feeling like this. Did you feel like this? What do you think I can do about it? One of the things um, 
that I've been, I was really blessed with is that every day, and even now as a, I've been teaching for 17 years, one of the things that I would do to my mentor teachers is I would go at the end of the day and I'd say, hey, this happened today. Is this normal? Or I don't really like how this happened. What should I do? You need a listening ear. And when I started teaching back in 2002, the internet was non-existent. Like for me, it wasn't. I couldn't go online. I couldn't go to Facebook groups. I couldn't go to Instagram. I couldn't go to Snapchat. I couldn't go to Facebook. I couldn't do those things. And so I only had those two teachers. The beauty of it today is that you can go online. You can join Facebook groups. You can go to chat room. You can go to Reddit. You can go do all these things around teacher burnout, and you can hear other people's experiences and what's happened to them. Um, and our private Facebook group for this webinar, and I'll send everybody the link if they want it, is that one of the things that we want teacher new teachers to do less than three years is to talk about what's going on how they're feeling, their issues, their frustrations, and also for people to offer solutions. So many times in teaching, it's super easy to complain, but it's even harder to find a solution. And one of the things that we encourage teachers to do is to write about it, talk about it, talk about it. Don't, don't say, oh, well, you know, it is what it is. No, in order to get over burnout, you have to talk about it, you have to recognize it, and you have to do something about it. When I went through burnout, I was probably in year five, and I was going to leave the profession. And one of the things that kept me in was that I was able to connect with a um, colleague of mine who had left the school and who was teaching in another place, and they talked about how just changing schools helped them tremendously in how they felt about teaching. Um, so recognize burnout, talk about it, be proactive. It's just like if you um, are suffering depression, the more time that you sit and you wallow in your depression and you don't let other people know, the harder it gets to come out of it, the harder it gets to come out of the fog. So I want you to um, really think about that. And I want you to really work on, hey, I'm going through this as a new teacher. I recognize this is the burnout. What should I do? Um, another thing that we want you to do, because this is just series one in the five days, is pick one new thing that you can do starting today that makes you happy. Um, for me, it would be to read a book that I really want to read, or it might be for you to take a walk or a jog or a swim or go to boxing class, but you need to pick something outside of teaching that's going to make you happy. And one of the things that we found when talking to new teachers is that they don't have anything else. Everything is about teaching. Their life, it consumes them. They wake up with it on their mind. They go to bed with it on their mind. There's no time for anything else. So we really encourage for you to find something else or for you to try other things that are going to make you happy and that are going to make you um, fulfilled, feel fulfilled. Also, another important point as we talk about burnout and we talk about all the things that teachers go through is that you have to leave work on time. If you had one New Year's resolution, this would be the one that I would put mo the most stock into. As a new teacher, veteran teachers know this, sometimes we don't, but if you stay every night at the school till seven o'clock, you will go home, eat, go to bed, repeat. 
So it's really important for you to go through and it's really important for you to, number one, be strategic in how you grade and how you plan. So one of the things that I encourage teachers is pick one day after school that you can sit after school and get all your grading done. Also, when you pick that one day, you might stay four hours that one day, right? But if you've called all your parents, if you've done your planning, if you've done all of this, then when you go in the next day, you're not as stressed. You're not as um, over it as you would be if you did it every single day. So we really, we really, really believe is that number one, of course, you know, picking your day, I'm going to stay late, but also make sure that you set your timer when the bell rings. If school is out at 2.30, you should be gone out of the building between 3.30 to 4. You should be gone. You should be done. If you're staying to 5 or 6 o'clock, you're contributing to your own burnout. So new teachers who are watching this, and I see we have about 20 online, only stay one hour after the bell. And that might mean that you do not um, sponsor act activities after school, or you may only take one activity. Or you might not take any, but only an hour after school. That's your max. That's all you can do. And I encourage you to do that because you need time to practice on some new interests that you have. You need time to take care of yourself. You need time to sleep, to eat, to take care of your family. So remember, we're only staying one to one and a half hours after school. And then we're also only picking one day a week where you're going to stay longer than that to get your work done. Um, this is it for, we talked about, you know, this webinar is not going to be an hour long. It's going to be about 15 to 20, 25 minutes. So here's your homework for tomorrow. Tomorrow at six o'clock Eastern standard time, we will be back. We will be talking about how to stay organized, getting your life together through organization. Um, and one of the things that I want you to do tonight is I want you to journal. It doesn't have to be a full page. Just write down some thoughts about how first semester has been for you, and what are some of the areas that you think you need to work on to be a more effective teacher. This is totally personal to you. You will not share this, but tomorrow at six o'clock, we will be going over, we will be reviewing this, we'll be talking about your homework, and then we'll get into organization. How do you organize? And not just organize at school, like make sure you have all the coordinating files and folders, but how do you organize your personal life so that you can get your teacher life together? On Thursday, we're going to talk about confronting negativity as a teacher. On Friday, we're going to talk about finding your teacher tribe. Who are your teacher BFFs? I had plenty, I have plenty, who got me through rough times when I was in the classroom. And then on Saturday, we're going to talk about what's next. For you guys um, to be a part of this, we're doing monthly webinars where we talk about these things. And it's going to be sometimes for new teachers, sometimes it's going to be for old teachers. But we have a Facebook group where you can come and you can talk about it and it's for all of the issues. We're going to put that in the comments and we're also um, going to put that into the email that we're sending to everybody who got on our email list for this five day live your best teacher life challenge. If you know a new teacher who you know is struggling, please send them this video. You can find it on our YouTube channel, www.youtube.com forward slash the educators room. You'll be able to see this. But we need you to tell them, get their butts here. Tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, Eastern Standard Time, 
we are getting our teacher life together. If you have any questions, you can email me, info at theeducatorsroom.com. You can leave me a message on Instagram, inbox me. You can leave a message underneath this video. But guys, it's about to be 2018, and it is critical that teachers start to live their best lives and not let teaching consume them. Have a great night. See you guys tomorrow.